Good morning, everyone. Welcome to my show. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz. I'm your host, Gail Dixon McBride. So very happy you could join me this morning. And this is a wonderful day. Yes, that's right. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's show, hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs) Today's show is something that everyone or most people, I would say a lot of people, not everyone and not most people, but there are quite a few of my listeners and people out there who are experiencing tummy problems. Yes, tummy problems, what's going on with the stomach, what is going on with the irritation, what's going on with the gas and the bloating. Well, today, 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 my show is about why it's entitled why your belly's not better why your belly's not better six sneaky things that may that may be upsetting your gut yes so don't go anywhere you are definitely you definitely want to listen to this show yeah i'm sure it's going to be a show for most of you so what have you been doing you've been avoiding gluten minimizing carbs and taking your supplements and you're still experiencing and i know from personal experience myself experiencing indigestion bloating stomach upset or constipation nothing to be ashamed of this is a show that you should listen to because it's going to give you lots of tips and ways to resolve your tummy problems So it may be that common daily habits are harming your gut. So check out these six surprising gut killers and make your belly better right now. So I have some information for you. Yes, yes, yes. So here we go. Your super healthy diet. Yeah. How many of you, my listeners, you love beans and lentils and cashews and beets and cauliflower, apples, blackberries, and certain other plant foods? Well, they are nutrient-dense and loaded with fiber. Yes, they are. But, I repeat, however, there's that but. If you're sensitive, they can wreak havoc on your digestive system. These and other good-for-you foods are high in FODMAPs, F-O-D-M-A-P-S. And you're saying, what in the world is FODMAPs? FODMAPs are fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols, carbohydrates that aren't fully digested, and can be fermented by gut bacteria, thus causing pain, gas, bloating, constipation, and diarrhea in some people. And I believe I'm one of those some people. (laughs) Okay, even if you're not sensitive to FODMAPs, an increase in high fiber foods can overload your digestive system and cause distress. And some studies show that decreasing fiber may improve constipation in people following a high fiber diet for some even prebiotic fibers such as in in, in, inulin 
and FOS foes designed to feed intestinal bacteria can cause gas, bloating, cramps, abdominal pain, and diarrhea. So these are the gut health guidelines. Okay, so I'm not saying, and we're not saying you should stop eating beans, fruits, and vegetables, but if you're new to a high fiber diet, start slow. I repeat, start slow, add fiber rich foods gradually and drink plenty of water to make beans easier to digest. Soak them overnight to remove the oligosaccharides and then drain the soaking water before cooking. And if you have irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, or other chronic gut issues, consider a low FODMAP diet. Studies show it can improve symptoms. So check out Healthy Gut Flat flat Stomach. Healthy Gut Flat Stomach, the fast and easy low FODMAP diet plan by Danielle Capolino. Danielle Capolino, and her last name is spelled C-A-P-A-L-I-N-O. Her first name, Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. And she is a registered dietitian. Second, what are you doing that's causing those belly upsets? The daily drink, not only that cocktail hour. Are you going to happy hour? Well, (laughs) it may not make your stomach so happy. Cocktail hour, happy hour, that daily drink not only harms your liver, it may be messing with your gut as well. Why? Because alcohol irritates the stomach lining, interferes with gastric acid secretion in the stomach, impairs muscle movement in the intestines, and relaxes the esophageal sphincter, which increases the risk of heartburn. Studies also show that alcohol can cause an imbalance in gut bacteria and increase the numbers of harmful bugs. So what should we do? Here are the gut health guidelines. Drink in moderation and not every day. If you do drink, switch to red wine. In one study, hard alcohol reduced beneficial bacteria in the gut, while moderate amounts of red wine increased good gut bacteria and decreased harmful bacteria. Well, I definitely think that's one to uh, keep in mind and to follow. So number three, the keto diet. Have you heard, has anyone heard of the keto diet or the keto diet? K-E-T-O, short for ketogenic, the keto diet or the keto diet drastically reduces carbohydrate intake and replaces it with high fat quantities of fat. While low-carb diets have many benefits, they can cause problems with digestive health. Studies suggest that a a diet high in saturated fat tends to increase harmful gut bacteria while diminishing beneficial bacteria. Keto and other low-carb diets generally tend to be higher in animal fat, which may have an unfavorable impact on the bio microbiome, non-organic versions. And if it's not grass-fed, red meat may promote the growth. 
I personally don't eat any red meat. I do have digestive problems. I personally have been uh, diagnosed at one point with irritable bowel syndrome. So I'm very careful about what I eat. And I know for a fact a red meat is not good for anyone who has any type of digestive disorder. Um, so I don't, I avoid steaks and I don't eat beef or hamburgers or anything of that nature. So let's move on. A disruption in your body's circadian rhythm. Lots of parties or late night work dinners can increase the risk of a variety a variety of gastrointestinal diseases. So I know you want to have fun. I know you believe that things have and things have opened up, which they're getting ready. I don't know if you realize this. Everything is getting ready to shut down soon because many of you are not vaccinated. And so for those who are so happy that now we can go back to almost normal or normal and have stopped wearing your mask, have stopped uh, social distancing, have stopped um you know, gathering in large crowds. I mean, you're continuing to gather in large crowds. Um, I don't, I don't know how to break this to you, but if you watch the news and if you follow what's going on, things are just about ready to go back to the way they were uh, before the states and the governments starts started back to open up and allow people to be who who had been or have been uh, vaccinated from the COVID uh, virus. Now, because so many of you have not been vaccinated, things are going back to lockdown. So if you don't wanna be in lockdown, and at this point, it may be, uh, God forbid, it may be too late, but there are many vaccines out there still for people who want to become or to get the vaccine. And I encourage you to get the vaccine and protect yourself protect your family protect your friends and move on and so let's talk about these harmful bacteria back to the harmful bacteria so if it's not grass-fed red meat may promote the growth of harmful intestinal bacteria and potentially increase the risk of irritable bowel syndrome and other gut disorders and some sugar alcohols used as sugar alternatives on low carb diets can cause gas bloating and other digestive issues so what do you do well first of all you don't have to ditch your low carb diet but if you're struggling with belly issues be careful with your saturated fat intake and skip i repeat skip those sugar alcohols especially those sweet wines the ones that are very sweet called the dessert wines and skip those cut back on your sweets in general the cakes and the pies and the cookies okay number four that Starbucks addiction. How many of you have it? Yes, I have to have my cup of coffee in the morning and midday. I, you know, there are those of you, not me, but there are those of you who are confirmed coffee addicts. Yes, coffee causes an increase in stomach acid and can lead to heartburn, 
acid indigestion and reflux. Caffeine also stimulates, it's called peristylus, a rhythmic, rhythmic contractions of the intestines rhythmic contractions of the intestines that move stool matter which can cause diarrhea or loose stools in some people and drinking coffee can slow digestion caffeine increases the production of adrenaline and non and no and noradrenaline which causes the heart to beat faster and can result in decreased blood flow to the intestines it's also a diuretic, which can impact gastrointestinal health. So what are the gut, the gut guidelines? Okay, here it goes. You may not want to hear this, but none of this means that you can't ever drink coffee. That's not what I'm saying. Just moderate your consumption and drink a full glass of water after every cup. If you suffer from heartburn, gastro gastroesophageal reflux disease, GERD, or excess stomach acid, try a lower acid coffee or switch to a coffee substitute made with mushrooms or adaptogen herbs. And on a happier note, some studies suggest that coffee is actually good for gut bacteria, increasing diversity and promoting the growth of some friendly strains. So it depends on you and what the condition of your gut slash intestinal tract is, whether or not you can continue to drink coffee or if you are very sensitive and have GERD or gastro esophageal reflux uh, or excess stomach acid you can try a lower acid coffee so i would i would encourage you to go to your local health food store and inquire about uh, a lower acid coffee and you may even find some in your local grocery store so number five your go-go lifestyle now i know yes there are many of you uh sometimes in the past yes and i have been included in that category of having a go-go lifestyle but if your high action way of life means fewer hours of shed eye you may be com compromising your gut health lack of sleep Yes, yes, yes. Lack of sleep increases stomach acid, decreases intestinal motility, and hampers blood flow and digestion. In one study, only two nights of sleep deprivation altered gut microbes and increased the abundance of bacteria associated with weight gain. Ah, okay. Now you're listening, right? Perking up that waistline weight gain because you're not getting a, enough sleep can uh, lead to obesity. And I know you're going to wake up for this one. Type two diabetes. If you're not getting enough sleep. Yes, this can be associated uh, you know, with weight gain, obesity and type two diabetes in addition to what we're talking about here uh, affecting your gut and how your digestion happens so a disruption in your body's circadian rhythm 
Lots of parties or late night work dinners can increase the risk of a variety of gastrointestinal diseases, including IBS, which is irritable bowel, uh, dis, dis, irritable bowel, irritable bowel syndrome, GERD, G-E-R-D, and peptic ulcer disease. And a high stress job or lifestyle can, many of us do have a high stress uh, jobs and but this high stress job or lifestyle can dramatically impact digestive health. Yes, it can dramatically impact your digestive health. So you should be considering what should you do about that? What can you do about your uh, very active, very stressful lifestyle? And it can also lead to changes in your gut microbiota reducing overall diversity, lowering beneficial bacteria, and increasing potentially harmful bacteria. So what are the guidelines for reversing this? Well, as much as possible, try to keep a regular sleep routine, folks. Yes, a regular sleep to routine, which means going to bed at the same time every night and getting up at the same time the next morning. Not on the weekends, you're saying. Well, yes, even on the weekends, this can help you to stay in a routine that's going to help you with your digestive issues. So you want to preferably get eight hours of sleep or at least seven and practice good sleep hygiene, which means avoid excessive caffeine and alcohol consumption, as well as screen time before bed. Uh, Excuse me, turn off the computer at least two hours before it's time for bed. Get off the uh, your iPad, your laptop, your iPhone. Turn turn it off, okay? Turn it off because this can uh, distract you. It can keep that brain going. You're still seeing things. The uh, rays from the computer uh, have entered into your brain. Your eyes are strained from looking at your iPad, your iPhone, and texting and emailing. And please uh, turn it off. Please listen to me. Turn it off at least two hours before bedtime. If you can't do it at least two hours, at least an hour and relax your eyes, your brain, and totally move away from whatever you were working on, looking at, and just relax. Okay, so keep your bedroom cool. This is something else you should do. Keep your bedroom cool, dark, and quiet. I have um, shade, uh, curtains on my in my bedroom that have the backing that keeps the light from coming in. If the sun rises early and the sun will normally wake up a person even if you're in a deep sleep if the sun is blaring through your window and it's getting you can see it even though you're sleeping this can disrupt your sleep or wake you up earlier than you would normally wake up and you're not and causing you not to get your seven to eight hours of sleep and limit nighttime snacking to small amounts of high protein food. If you're overstressed and have trouble sleeping, natural sleep aids such as valerian root and melatonin can help. Number six, 
skipping the gym. Regular physical activity not only lowers stress, encourages weight loss, and reduces the risk of chronic disease, it can also positively impact intestinal bacteria and improve gut health. So what do I do every morning? I'm going to go get up and after uh, reading the word, praying, eating my breakfast, a little something, something light that I'm going to hit that exercise floor. I'm going to do some um, moderate impact aerobics or high impact aerobics. And I'm going to exercise for 30 minutes a day. And if I can't, if I'm running a little bit behind, I'm still going to exercise for at least 15 minutes uh, and get that body moving, get the blood circulation going, and that will help. So if you're not moving, the digestive tract can't move waste through your system properly, leading to constipation, irritable bowel syndrome, and other gut issues. And recent studies suggest that physical activity can improve gut flora, promoting diversity and increasing levels of beneficial bacteria. So it's going to help you with your weight. It's going to help you with your digestion, your, um, your gut. It's going to help you to sleep better. It's really going to be uh, offer maximum benefit if you're getting your exercise. So gut, gut health guidelines. You don't have to be a superstar athlete to reap the benefits of exercise. Any regular physical acti activity, even at low to moderate intensities, think walking, gardening, ballroom dancing is beneficial. The key is to find an activity you like and keep doing it. I exercise on YouTube, watching um, YouTube videos by a expert on walking that helps to reduce uh, your waistline and improve your health. And her name is Leslie Sanson, Leslie Sanson. And I use her. She has multiple varieties of videos, 15 minute videos, 30 minute videos. 45 minutes, one mile, two mile, three mile videos, uh, videos for new, new people who are just beginning to exercise videos for people who have been at it for a while and videos for people who are very active and have been doing it for years. So let's get something straight. Three herbs. I want to tell you about three herbs for gas bloating. It's the word du jour, and I hear it a lot. The thing is, most people who complain about abdominal bloating don't know that gas, not just water retention, is a major cause. The bloat is any abnormal swelling or increase in diameter of the abdominal area. A gut full of gas may sound trivial, but constant pressure and resulting abdominal pain can be among the most annoying symptoms a person can endure. It pales next to a brain tumor, but it can sure ruin a good day. So gas can form anywhere in the di digestive tract, but it largely comes from bacterial action in the large intestine as a byproduct of fermentation. Those bugs, those bugs live off your waist. Are you listening to me? So if undigested carbohydrates make their way to the bacteria homeland, the microbes, um, the microbes break down to similar com 
compounds, including some in gaseous form. Certain herbs can stimulate the secretion of digestive juices that assist the body in digestion and can help alleviate gas, alleviate it. So here are the three herbs that I want you to uh, take and consider. Number one, parsley. The parsley family is famous for its collection of gas suppressing seeds like fennel, cumin, dill, coriander, anise, and caraway. The theory is that the abundant essential oils in these seeds bump up digestive juices and may kill bad bacteria. So use fennel or any of these parsley family seeds by taking them in capsules, tablets, or tinctures, or chewing the whole seeds or drinking as tea as needed. And fennel, if you um, want to know how that's spelled, and uh, the fennel seeds is spelled F-E-N-N-E-L, uh, the parsley, the fennel. Okay, next is ginger. Ginger, a warm, a warming herb is a first aid kit on a plate. This time-tested remedy is used by nearly every culture in the world as a treatment for gas. It reduces gut spasms, absorbs and neutralizes toxin in the, toxins in the GI tract, and boosts digestive juice secretion, including bile and saliva. And a recent paper reported that ginger enhanced fat digestion by stimulating bile and pancreatic lipase, lipase enzymes. This spicy root contains constituents that soothe the gut and aid digestion. So how do you do it? Prepare a tea and drink after a large meal to ease discomfort. Drink three times a day or as much as needed to lessen the bloating. I also recommend taking ginger in capsules, in capsules and tinctures. Okay, so and finally black pepper. Black pepper, on the whole, warming herbs reduce gas and bloating. And black pepper is an excellent example. It is one of the most valued, valued herbs in Asia. Pepperine, a main active constituent, has a reputation for increasing bioavailability and absorption of nutrients. It works in part by increasing intestinal motility, which is known to reduce gas. It is often combined with long pepper, L-O-N-G, long pepper, a close relative. Long pepper tends to moisturize tissues such as those in the digestive tract, while black pepper tends to reduce excess moisture. Use black pepper in tea or capsules. Start with 500 milligrams per meal and increase with each meal until you have banned the bloat. Okay, so those are your three herbs for gas. Parsley and family herbs, parsley herbs in the parsley family, ginger, number two, and black pepper. A little more about the uh, parsley. In my mind, fennel is the world champion. In a recent Italian study, fennel, which is related to the parsley family, Fennel and coriander were both found to be natural bactericides. A 2016 study found that anatole, anatole, A-N-E-T-H-O-L-E, a major constituent in fennel seed, restored delayed gastric emptying. 
In another trial, 95% of study participants taking an herbal mixture containing fennel, as well as dandelion, St. John's wort, lemon balm, and calendula, experienced complete relief of colitis symptoms, including abdominal pain and cramping within two weeks. So use fennel or any of these parsley family seeds by taking them in capsules, tablets, or tinctures, or chewing the whole seeds or drinking as tea as needed. Okay, so that, my friends, is what I have to offer you, and I hope you certainly have I have been able to share with you valuable information that you will use if you use these uh, this information that I've shared with you today. I guarantee you will feel better. Your bloating and your gas will subside. And so this show again has been why your belly's not better. Six sneaky things that may be upsetting your gut. And so I ask that you tune in next Saturday and I will have prepared another show for you. Uh, if you are interested in being a guest on my show, please email me golden voices, unlimited at gmail.com. My name is Gail Dixon McBride. I'm your health and wellness consultant. That's golden voices, unlimited at gmail.com. Or you can email me at partners in health partners in health at verizon.net until next Saturday, everyone. Stay healthy and business savvy. Ta-ta for now.